listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's Wednesday the 31st of March 2021. This is your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap. Later, it's the end of the month and the end of the first quarter of the calendar year. We'll give you a share market report card. But first, could there be a looming mass oversupply of housing? Well, that's what my first guest thinks may be happening. First, the Bureau of Statistics said the number of dwellings approved to be built in February surged by nearly 22%. Most of them were for freestanding or private sector houses with a record 14,000 approved to be built. That's thanks to the government's home builder program, which ends today. Apartment construction, which boomed in 2017, also recovered in the month, but is on a downward trend. Now, some experts say in the past, population growth was a key driver of house prices, but with the borders closed, there may be less future demand. So for more, I spoke earlier with economist Stephen Kokoulis. Stephen, how would you describe the level of housing activity or approvals at the moment? Look, building approvals have been very strong. The government incentives to encourage people to build and construct new dwellings has been very successful. People have taken up those are basically cash incentives and we've seen a really strong lift in the number of new dwellings, both houses and apartments, that have been approved, ready to be constructed over the course of the next 12 months. Notice that there the number of houses or detached dwellings, I guess, are approved to be built at record levels, right? Could it, though, potentially lead to an oversupply and why? Oh, look, this is the interesting thing right now because what we're seeing, of course, with the border closures with COVID, uh, is immigration is zero. In fact, it's going backwards. More people are leaving than are actually coming in at the moment by, by a small margin. What that shows and what the history shows of the housing a price cycle over the recent decades is that the immigration levels, population increase going at a more rapid pace than we could build new dwellings was one of the reasons why house prices have been very, very strong in Australia over many years. So what we're seeing right now, here we are, early 2021, new housing construction is recovering strongly, adding about a, just under 190,000 new dwellings in the last 12 months, according to the building approvals numbers, when demand is close to zero because the borders are shut. Now, a building approval takes 12 to 18 months to turn into a finished house, so there is a lag involved, but if the borders don't reopen in the next 12 months, for example, then we're gonna have a lot of houses being completed with no one there to buy them. What are the implications of that? Well, supply and demand, economics 101. When you've got a big increase in supply with a very little change in demand, prices fall. Uh, again, as we said, why prices have been strong in Australia over the last couple of decades, we've had very strong demand from population growth, high immigration, and not supply keeping pace with that. So that's why we've had one of the highest house price changes in the world. Okay, so are you worried then about the, the rapid rise in house prices right now, though? It's getting a little worrying. Um, the, the numbers that we're seeing, the auction clearance rates and the price data uh, are showing that prices are very strong, and not just in Sydney and Melbourne, which we tend to focus on, but right across the country and in rural and regional centres as well. It's been very, very strong. Am I worried? I'm starting to get a little bit concerned because it shows that there's the risk of some irrational buying now, that people are just taking advantage of what are clearly very low interest rates and what's relatively easy access to credit, and they're bidding more and more and more for these properties. And 
That's fine, except when we consider a couple of things. That excess supply, which we just discussed, which could be coming on stream as soon as the next six to 12 months. And of course, all the chatter right now is that APRA will be tightening the credit standards, so it'll be harder for people to get a loan in the future. And if that happens, then a lot of the people who might have geared up very, very heavily now with low interest rates uh, to get their property might be caught with a very expensive property that will be you know, somewhat difficult to service the mortgage on that. So ultimately, even though prices are rising, given everything you've just said, there is the potential for this price growth to ease. When? Oh, look, I've been surprised how strong prices have been in this first three months of 2021. We're not seeing it just yet because the auction clearance rates, which lead the price numbers by six weeks or so, suggest that price the price numbers that we're going to be seeing for, for April and perhaps into early May will remain quite strong. After that, though, I've got a feeling that some of this buyer fatigue will also start to pass. Interestingly, from the numbers that we saw from the Reserve Bank credit data today, a lot of the increases come from owner-occupiers. It is not investors who are driving the bulk of this recent increase in price, and that's very different to the boom that we saw three, four, five years ago. So it will require a slightly different policy response if they are to tighten credit. The other thing that's coming through in the data is that first home buyers are stepping up. They've been one of the really active parts driving this price uh, pressure that we're starting to see. That's a good thing. We want first home buyers to step into the market, but of course, we don't want them to be paying too much uh, at the wrong time of the cycle when they could be caught um, you know, when, when circumstances change in the next six, 12 or 18 months. So I'm worried that we're going to see this house price mini boom, as I'm calling it, start to falter from around the middle of this year. Stephen Kukoulis there, economist, uh, talking about house prices. Uh, let's now take a look at the Australian share market today, which rose the 200 up by 52 points or 0.78% to 6,790. The gains were broad-based. And for more, I spoke earlier with Luke Laredov from Seneca Financial Solutions. Luke, the market's up quite strongly today. Why? Uh, I think it's a bit of a mixed bag, actually, even though everything is up. There is some stocks that are underperforming. That's primarily in the, some of the COVID winners. Uh, we've seen the likes of sort of Kogan, Temple and Webster, uh, as well as sort of Marley Spoon all down, while we've seen some of the, I suppose, recovery stocks like the airports, the airlines and, and the road stocks also doing quite well. Today is the last day of the month, March. It's also the last day of the first quarter of the calendar year. What do you make of it? Look, it's been a really, really strong quarter. The ASX 200's up over 4%. It's really been a story of this reopening trade all quarter uh, with the building material stocks, resources, banks, all doing really well, as well as some of the consumer discretionary names that are uh, in the high streets versus being online. Just how sensitive, though, is the market to border closures now that we are seeing some COVID cases over the past few days? I think the market is sensitive to them at the moment uh, in the day, but over the sort of more medium term with a bit of a longer view, I think most people see the vaccine rollout as probably a more dominant dominant force in where, where company valuations will end up. And speaking of that longer view, where do you see the opportunities? I definitely see the opportunities in this reopening trade continuing. I think down the value end of the market versus the more expensive growth end of the market is where the, is where the money will be made. Certainly, as I said, financials, building materials, resources, all expected to do well, but also agriculture. Some of the food supply uh, businesses also look pretty attractive at the current prices. 
Luke Lurative there from Seneca Financial Solutions. Now, don't forget, from midnight tonight, airlines across Australia will be releasing half-price flights to more than a dozen destinations across the country as part of a government stimulus program to encourage travel to regional destinations. And also from tomorrow, and it's not an April Fool's Day joke, uh, in premiums, health insurance premiums, they will rise on average by 2.74%. That is SBS on the money for this Wednesday, the 31st of March, 2021. I'm Ricardo Gonsalves. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at BusinessRicardo. This SBS on the money podcast is provided for informational purposes only content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decisions.